Podcast, me, Adam Hunter, with my new haircut. I feel like I'm looking at a better look <laughs> of like me behind me. Yeah, uh, dude, you went, you went high and tight. I know. You got that high and tight, my man. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So when, but I feel like the, the guy behind me is better looking than me, and that's me. Um, so that's not good. <laughs> yeah, but that's you with better lighting and a little younger and, you know, a little bit more hair. So it is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, this is who you really are. <laughs> if your wife stays with you through this look, you can get cancer. You can get AIDS. It's going to be fine. She knows what she's in for. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. I'm just fucking around. Uh, I I know, hurts, I, know I know you're being a little insecure, so I'm just uh, I'm just twisting the knife a little. You know, I think you're a handsome devil. Come on, I, I, I appreciate that. So, uh, my 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 gate is still in the front of my house right now. Oh my uh, god, still from the guy running into it. That's unbelievable, and I can't believe I wasn't able to do that particular podcast. Um, but that's so crazy that that happened. Now you saw the guy. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, I was in because it was like it was Fourth of July. You know, right. fireworks all night long. It was about 1230. And I had just gone to my car an hour before where the guy hit my car. And then I was I was like doing laundry. I had, I had a, a noon flight to Florida. So I'm in my garage. And then right. I hear I hear, you know how like you'll hear that, but you never hear the yeah. actual crash. Kabam, bam. bam yeah, right. yeah. Well, this one, I actually heard the crash of boom. And then all of a sudden it hit my garage that I was in. And so oh, I'm like, shit. So that must have freaked you the fuck out, bro. Dude, so I run outside, I run into the hallway to my wife. I'm like, I'm like, they hit us in our house. I'm like, we've been hit. Like I'm like uh, in, you know, Afghanistan or something. Uh, and I say, go get Violet, go get your mom, because she's mom staying with us. And then I, I run outside and I'm like, are you okay? You okay? And then I hear like, I'm okay. And I see the guy get out of his car. And then I'm like, and then I see him take off running. And I'm like, yo, sit down. Uh, where are you going? I saw that in the video where you're like, sit down, sit down. Where are you going? Yeah. Like he's going to tell me where he's going, you know? Right, like, I know. Yeah. So then the guy takes off his car is still there. Uh, his car is completely totaled and it was an SUV. It was, um, yeah. it was no, I saw it. Yeah. My car is fucking totaled. My gate is like off completely. The gate hit the top of my house. So the, the like my, my like roof has some damage and, uh, and my, my, my whole garage is bent in. And yeah. uh, I couldn't. And then now it's been a week later and it's still in front of my house. They haven't cleaned it up yet. I had to, you know, we had to get one of those temporary gates, like called Rent-A-Gate, because people okay. were looking in our house all day, walking around as homeless people looking in our house and it's open. You know, the gate, the garage is open now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So now we're having to lay out all this money. We're, you know, we're going to get reimbursed, but I was going to say it should be a home insurance claim. So yeah. Yeah. But, it's and then what about the guy though? So the guy, what's going on with that? I mean, clearly he got the vehicle. You saw the guy, so you know who it was. Yeah. We have his insurance information. We have his registration, but it's, it's like to his mom, but they, the cops were like, they're probably just going to say that the car is stolen. And, uh, but you saw him. I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. So do you need to dispute that? Well, they were asking me would I be able to like like pick him out in a lineup, and I'm like probably not. It was dark out. It was black. The guy was black, and I really couldn't see him that well. I don't want to like frame. You watch all these things of somebody went to jail for 20, 20 years because someone else picked the wrong. Dude, person. I think now's the time when you go ahead and err on the side of that's the motherfucker right there. That's what I. That's what I think. I mean, come on. I honestly couldn't get like the best view of him. I mean, I saw him for three seconds and it was pitch black, except for his light. I and mean, I saw his face, um, but I couldn't, if there were like five guys that looked similar to him, you know, um, I think I'd be willing to take that chance. <laughs> I, but I get it. You're, you're airing on the side of caution and you're really doing what's right in your mind. You know, when your conscience is, is, you know, you, you feel like you couldn't pick him out. So then, then that's that, you know, well, I could pick I mean, him out if it, was, like, if it was four white guys and him, I could pick him out, you know, but, 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 but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, think, I think I would have given it a run. I, I think I would have been like, I think I can pick him out. I think I can officer. I want you to bring him in. I want you to do a lineup, but I want to see if I can pick him out. Cause I think I could do it. I, I, I bet I, you I, could I do it. I worry that I'll get the wrong guy, dude. And then, and then fucking some guys is 20 fucking years. But, but, you know, the, but the thing is, is that, I don't think it makes a difference because it's like the insurance is the insurance. It's not like I, I need to find him. It's just the fact that he hit two people before me, then hit my car. Uh, I mean, then hit my house. And, well, uh, so it depends on whose insurance pays for it, your insurance or his insurance. Well, my, his well, auto- well, my, my homeowners is paying for it and his car insurance is paying for my car. Um, so it was like his car insurance should pay for the house too, but you know, I listen, you know, I understand what you're saying, man. It's a tough situation, you know, and everyone, here's the other thing. And Summer and I were discussing this, you know, uh, everyone thinks they know what they would do if everyone can be an armchair quarterback, everybody hindsight's 20, everyone be like, why would you do this? Why would you do that? Why would you, you know, but the reality is you don't know what you're going to do until you're in the moment. And you are obviously reacting with a lot of moving pieces. You got your mother-in-law there. You got your wife, you got your daughter. You want to protect them. You got to look at this guy. You got to do, you know, make sure that that more danger is coming from that direction. I mean, there's a lot to handle there. Well, and I, mean, I think I you did a great job, man. His car was, first of all, he had fireworks and gasoline in his car. So and, it could have been and, so much worse. And it was smelling like complete gas. So right. Right away. So you were like, 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 I got to get the fire department here. Car my yeah. Up. You know, then yeah. if I, even if I tackle the guy, you could have a gun on him or something. And then, sure. And, no, and, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And also like, uh, what am I going to do? Hold him for an hour. I don't have handcuffs. You know, like what, like what <laughs> you put him to sleep. You put him to sleep, bruh. You've yeah. trained enough. You know what to do. You fucking do the thing. And then the nighty night time. But I understand that he ran before he had a chance to do that. So, you know, I was, I was way more concerned about the car blowing up and uh, getting the fuck. Yeah. Up. If you smell gasoline, absolutely. You got to get your family to safety. You got to get them away from that situation. You got to notify the fire department as soon as possible. Listen, like I said, everyone thinks they know what they would do. Nobody knows until you're in that. It situation. was funny. I'm on the phone with the car insurance. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to report an accident. They're like, okay. Uh, so you were the driver. I'm like, no, I wasn't in the car. Uh, okay. So it was parked outside the house. No, it was parked in the house. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never had that fucking thing. Right. Uh, Boy, wow. I know, man. That's, that's, you know, you're 
you're a magnet for extraordinary situations. <laughs> dude, that, that, dude, then I go to Florida to do a comedy show. I had a show. Instead of going from L.A. to Miami, I had to go from L.A. to Boston, Boston to Fort Myers, so which is always the best way to get to Florida. Um, so it was like six-hour layover, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the shows were good. Um, and then I go to Miami, and a bunch of fighters came out, which was awesome. And then my buddy, who uh, who is DJ Platypus, he like runs Tootsie's, which is like the hottest strip club. And he hired me to host the Exotic Dancing Awards a couple of years ago, right? Okay. Um, which was oh, which, I thought this was part of this weekend. I'm like, God damn, what a what a wild weekend! <laughs> no, this was this this was this weekend. Oh, okay. But he's like, but when I hosted the Exotic Dancing Awards, it was great, except they were like, you can't make fun of the strippers because Paulie Short did the year before and they all attacked him, um, like physically attacked him. So, Which is probably the first time Paulie Short has been attacked by a stripper, I guess. <laughs> so, Not really. So look at, look at, wait a minute, look at, uh, sorry, but McCorkle with the lighting and in a different room, I love it. It's crazy, man, yeah. It's uh, taking a step up. And before I long, I'll get a microphone and everything. Your camera, it'll be, it'll be set. So I go to the strip, so I, I go to the strip club, you know, and right away, like, um, I, I go there and the guy is like treats me like, you know, he, he gives us the, the hookah treatment, like the free hookahs and then beers and the whole tour. And of course, like, you know, like you want to, you want lap dances, but I, I don't get any because I know my wife's going to be like, you go to a strip club. And then I'm going to be like, yeah, because I can't fucking lie to her. And then she's going to be like, you get a lap dance. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to have to tell her, you know? So, yeah. so, but, but we're hanging out with the exotic dancers, like, they, they bring in these special girls that, that give like this whole show. So this girl's like smoking weed, taking hookah, drunk. Then she gets on this fucking like gymnastic oh. thing. She like, and, and one of the other girl was telling me that she could light her vagina on fire. And she does like these like fire tricks, these pussy fire tricks. And I'm like, how high is this girl right now where she's baked out of her mind, flying Spitting around. Spitting her ass off. Oh my God. She, she like murdered it. I mean, she, she killed it. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Okay. I was fully expecting her to fly off it into your garage, ruin, knock over your hookah into a pile of fireworks and yeah, to run out of the, uh, and identify her to the police. That's what I thought was coming from the rest of the My wife's mom's staying with us. I'm not going to be like, I'm on the way to the strip club. I'll tell her when I get home. And right, and of course she's mad that I didn't tell her I was on my way there. But I knew her mom would be like flipping about it because she would, she heard me on speaker or something. So I get back, and now my wife answers the phone. Hello, Tootsie's. Whenever I call her, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think it goes you back to Greg's old saying. You know, you don't have to accept every offer, right, Adam? Like yeah. when, when you're married, and they're like, "Hey, you want to host an exotic dancing thing at a strip club? Get lap dances? You could say, you know what? I'll probably pass." Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think they're gonna make a lot of excuses, and I can't. I, you know, forget it. You know, one wanna... of the funniest strip club moments I was at was one time this girl was on the pole and I was there. I must have been like 21. I was there like it was like six people. And it was, I was a pretty much a degenerate at a strip club by himself. But this girl's on the pole and she flies down and she hits her heel. Right. Yeah. Obviously, it was a very cheap shoe because her heel was flying off. And <laughs> the guy's chest sitting next to me. Like, yeah. and the guy was like, almost had a heart attack. Uh, and I was dying laughing, but he was like in a suit. It was a whole thing. So anyway, uh, how are you? Greg? One time I was doing one time I was doing a show and they were sending shots to the stage. And I just thought it'd be hilarious to just throw the shot glasses behind me and let them crash on the ground and break. And so I did one and the audience went, ah! 
So it was just this hilarious thing. So they sent me another one and I went to fling it and it just slipped right out of my hand and went straight into the audience, hit the ground and cut some woman's foot. Oh my God. Not bad. Like it just nicked her, you know, but I mean, but I was like, oh my God. Like it went from like this funny gag to like not funny at all, really fucking fast. And I'm down there like trying to clean it up and shit. And they're like, just go finish, get back on stage. I'm like, I got it. I'm all wasted. I'm like, I got to clean it. I got it. I'm so sorry. Fucking sucked. Oh, by the way, I did a show, right? And this girl came, my friend who like does these videos with these porn stars, but he does like, it's like bondage videos where he like wrestles them and they kick his ass and like step on his balls. And like, it's like he gets beat up by these porn stars in these porn videos. Anyway, hot. Wait, is that the Hunter Biden tape that got released? Is that what <laughs> that sounds like to me? Oh, that guy knows how to party. So I did this LA comedy club in Vegas, right? The whole week. One person gets offended the whole week. The bondage girl. The 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 the, the, the porn star goes, Yeah, you know, you did a lot of race jokes, and, and she was like, she walked out. But she, she, the girl who gets who steps on guys' dicks. So I went to watch one of her videos, and the whole time she's like, "You have a small cock, you piece of shit!" Like just going off on this guy's cock and just saying how small it is and this and that. And yeah, so she got offended, and then I uh, took that personally. <laughs> I was. <laughs> You're like, I feel like she's. I feel like she's talking to me. <laughs> she uh, she probably used to being restrained and not able to go wherever she wants. So sitting at a comedy show, free to walk around was odd for her. Like. You know what? I'm going to see what it's like outside for once. No, she's the one that ties the guys up. She doesn't. Oh, know. okay. And then there was another guy named Will Pounder who came to my show, who's also, uh, he's, uh, he's he used to be an MMA fighter, a military guy. Now he's a porn star. His name is Will. And he wants to be comedy. His name is Will Pounder. Sure. <laughs> so uh, anyway, how was your week, Greg? It was fun. You know, I mean, I was here in Los Angeles. It was nice. I, uh, you know, Got a chance to go take the wife out a couple of times. We went to see we went to see that show Moulin Rouge, which uh, is a great show. But like the lady, you know, she's supposed to be this courtesan, super sexy gal, and the gal that plays it could not move her body. Oh, she's big. Like she, no, like she was. She's not. She just was a terrible dance. Like she couldn't. Uh-huh. She was. And it, you know, okay, you know when a girl who's not sexy tries to be sexy? It's worse. It's the worst. And it looks it looks like Andy Richter doing the stripper dance in that pirate movie. Remember that when he's like, they dance like this? Like that's what it looks like. I was like, just stop. Just just say don't 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 try to do the sexy dance thing anymore. You're embarrassing both of us. So that was the uh the only drawback, but it was really nice to do, you know, got to hang out with the wife and do a bunch of stuff. So that was great to be in town for the weekend. That reminds me of when I went to go see TLC. Remember TLC? Yeah. Remember, like, one of them died in, like, a plane. I was going to say, yeah, one of them, T, L, or C, one of them didn't. I think it was uh, Left Eye Died. It was, it was L. L. So, L. L was one. That. <laughs> Thank was, you. Coming in McCorkle with the clarification. That would be the L So TLC. So that was t and Chili, and uh, Chili has, like, a 12-pack. She's, like, a fitness model. And, yeah. uh, and t has some kind of a – I'm not going to make fun of her, but she's got some kind of condition where she's, she's very big. You know, like, she's just very, very big. And, and I think I caught that same condition one time. Yeah. I haven't beaten it I, yet. Yeah, I had that condition for 35 years. So the worst <laughs> part is that they beginning of the concert, they play videos of how they used to look on the big screen. So Oof. you're seeing them like with waterfalls and they're all hot. And then they come out and everyone just feels old. Like everyone just feels immediately, everyone's looking around like we're all depressed. The whole crowd's depressed, right? Yeah. So then they had that thing, the red light special, you know, where they give lap dances. 
And right, right. So they bring up three guys, <laughs> and Chili gives a lap dance, and then two dancers give a lap dance, and T-Boz stands next to them singing. Good for her. No, you know your limitations. I, I, I thought you were going to say T-Boz gave all three of the lap dance at the same time. I was gonna say I thought I thought you were gonna say too. You think she gave a lap dance, but you couldn't see the guy, so you weren't sure exactly what was happening. <laughs> Just skip the fucking song. Just don't. Yeah. Well, you know what? And can I tell you? This is the case with every old school act. You know, it's like some of them used all this time to just stay fit and go to the gym and shit. And then some of them didn't. And all of these acts, there's some that look great and some that really show it. Like even even Guns N' Roses, like like fucking Slash still looks exactly like Slash. And still looks decrepit as hell. (laughs) Yeah. But Axel, Axel looks like current Kathleen Turner. Okay. It's unreal. It's and the horrible. Crazy, the crazy part is that he sings for four hours a night and runs around. Like, how does he stay that? Far? I asked the guy that used to be in the band. I was like, how does Axel stay so fat? Because he's he's w- running around four hours a day. He's like, dude, when I toured them, we just drank for the other 18 hours. Um, that sounds right. <laughs> and God bless him. Someone's got to live that life. Uh, but Corkle, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm a, not, not actually doing terrible, but other than that, I... I got to say I'm doing great, right? What's wrong? You win any bets? You win any bets? Got any? No, I haven't been betting, man. It's uh, I can't buy ten thousand dollars dogs if I'm losing thousands of dollars a week betting. So I stopped that. But uh, no, it's funny. I sold a bunch of my dogs for my first litter, and everybody's like, "Wait, you made twenty thousand dollars last week selling dogs?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Man, that's easy money." I'm like, "Is it?" Because I get up every two hours to do something with the dogs and let them out twenty four hours a day. You know, or whatever they're pooping, pissing, shitting everywhere. Like it's a absolute nightmare. Like having. <laughs> These dogs, but, but every time now, now, one, now, wait a minute. But just to clarify, your ownership of these dogs is not court ordered. <laughs> no, no. But you, you, every time you I chose them, I get five thousand dollars. I think, how long would I have to work a regular job to make five thousand? Right? <laughs> You're like, you I gotta I mean? start fighting again. No, what did you, no, what did you expect? Dude? I mean, did you expect to just fucking let the dogs live for on their own for eight <laughs> five years? <laughs> no, I guess in my mind, well, it's the puppies that are a problem. My adult dogs are fine, besides the one that keeps getting out and attacking people. But uh, it's gonna eventually have me sued, probably. But um, I uh, no, the uh, the puppies are just. Way, I used to breed dogs like I used to like raise them and breed them. It's way more work than I remember. It's kind of like. I don't know, like if I had a baby now, it would probably be way more work than I remember my son or daughter being, you know, like. You right, right, right. So it's uh, especially when you're selling for that much. Like we actually had six puppies. We had a 14 puppy litter and it's normal to lose two to three puppies. We lost six, which some people would say, man, that's really tough. But it's really tough on the bank account when they're worth five thousand a piece and you lose six. Right. So I'm like, man, that's 30 grand I would have had otherwise. So it's like uh, everyone that's born that isn't breathing. I'm like, got the uh, panels out, shocking it and giving it mouth to mouth and try like breathe, live. Not really, but so, um, so how long you really bring the care to pet care? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely just so. How long until these puppies are grown where they can have puppies of their own? Like, three, three, uh, well, I'm not going to keep them, but they'll uh, they, they usually can't. Uh, the males they usually wait a year or more to breed them, the females about a year and a half. But uh, I've got five of the eight sold. Uh, I think I'm going to keep one, um, but which will then give me five dogs, which just personally, which is too many. Especially when you got pit bulls, like five is just too many. Um, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a pain it's but I always, always compare it. It's like fighting when I used to fight. The night of the fighter, when I was getting to walk out, I was thinking, I'm never doing this again. I can't believe I'm doing this. And then when you go out and win or lose, whatever, then they pay you. You actually do the calculations. Like, what would I have had to do working-wise to make this much money? 
And you think, well, I just got my ass kicked for seven minutes, but I also got $40,000. So, you know what I mean? Or whatever, like it's actually, you know, to go do something that sucks for seven minutes for 40 grand is way better than doing something it's not that sucks seven all minutes, year. For it's like, it's a four, five month training camp and, and the years. Yeah. I, I was going to say it's seven minutes for you. The ones that actually are there to fight, they have a lot right. more, uh, they the put in a lot more work, work uh, leading up to it. Uh, you're just no, the actual, the you're, training you're, part. Like, you're like finishing a cheesesteak going, oh, fuck, I got to, you know what? Uh, I got to fight. Fuck, I'll be right back, guys. Seven minutes. That was only my last five or six. But uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the training, I didn't mind. I didn't like sparring because I was worried about brain trauma. But as far as actually like, it's like, it's like working out or anything else. Like once you do it, you're so glad you did. Like I do conditioning. It would be hell for 90 minutes. But afterward I felt I was happy and I did it. You know what I mean? So I was in yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So the training I would have done all the time, the fighting, the worst part of fighting for me by far, wasn't the training, wasn't getting hurt, wasn't anything. It was the day of the fight. And especially an hour before the fight sitting there. It's like, I don't know if you guys were abused growing up, but uh, when you knew oh, you were yeah. getting a beating, when your dad, Uh, and he, now he freezes, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> he went up the ramp and was about to evil Knievel us into child abuse and uh, nothing. I feel like once again, his dad. Japan, I said it's there it is. Wait, he's back. I feel like once again, his dad's abusing him. His dad probably has the Wi-Fi and it's probably waiting. So I know when that's going to happen. <laughs> there he is. You know, like uh, when. Hold on, Sean, know, Sean. Wait, 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 Sean. Sean, Sean, you actually, you, you uh, cut out right when you said, I don't know if you were abused as a kid, but you know when your dad's about to beat you, and then you, you can't hear anything. And then you, yeah, you disappeared for like a minute and a half. It's kind of like you're doing right now. He froze again. God oh, damn. damn. <clears throat> oh man. Well, I had no idea Sean was abused as a kid. I mean, it ma things make a lot of sense now. Uh, well, he was a fighter, and from what I can gather from all our interviews, that is almost the common denominator across the board. And I'm not saying that. Listen, I, my father beat the shit out of me, too. It's one of the reasons I'm a comedian. It's also one of the reasons I was a drunk. Uh, it, you know, but the it seems to be a very common thread. Same with the female fighters as well, that there is something that drives them to want to fight. It does tend to be, not all of them, I'm not saying it's all of them, but it does tend to be a very common denominator with fighters. Yeah, I feel like fighting, comedy, and porn all yeah. have very similar. Uh, they really do. They all have this kind of base of abuse that you're like, fuck this. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fight back. I'm going to, you know, Dude, nobody hear has from me. harder lives than WWE wrestlers from the 80s and 90s. If you watch those uh, A&E specials, oh my God. I thought comedy had a tough road. These guys. Were What's the hardest? I don't know. Was it was it the writing? Was it the scripting of the outcomes? No, just so getting there. <laughs> Dude, just getting there, man. I'm kidding. Just I know crazy. those guys put themselves through incredible physical torture. No, not even so. that. But it's but it's also like they were getting a hundred dollars a week for and, yeah. like, and they were living out of their car. And they were living out of this. And then you say were, that as if you don't understand that equation when we did the exact same thing. I 100% do. 100% do. But then they were like never saw their family ever. Uh, and then they were just, and then it, it was just they're getting the shit beaten out of their bodies. Those WWE yeah. guys, I mean, even the ones that like, I was watching the one on uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was like, you know, you know, a legend. Pretty and pretty recent, but he, he yeah, said, Austin like, three sixteen for. And he like that. never saw his kid. He goes, man, it, it broke my heart when I finally talked to my daughter, and she had a British accent. And he's like, she's oh, from Texas. Uh, Nobody know? wants that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, something I always uh, respected about Stone Cold Steve Austin is he would pretend fight anybody, any place, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, you cut out right when you were talking about being abused by your dad. Oh, yeah. No, my dad didn't abuse us. He beat us sometimes, but we deserved it. But no, I was saying, I don't know if you ever got beatings as a kid, but like when you knew it was coming, like you knew when your dad got home from work, you were in trouble and you were getting spanked. That three hours waiting for him to get home was the worst. Oh, the like worst. that was like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you would just think, I wish I could just do it right now and get it over with and I can go ahead and enjoy the rest of my day, you know, or whatever. I'll be at sore or bleeding. I'm just kidding. Um, but kind of, but um, no, the, uh, that's how fighting man was leading up to it. And like you questioned every life decision you made leading up to the fight before you go out like why am i doing this this is the dumbest thing in the world i could get killed you know like what if i get crippled what if this or that what if i end up with no money at 38 years old fighting uh monsters without training with an injured back things like that <laughs> dude, but, that's uh, <laughs> dude that's how you feel after you bomb after you bomb, yeah. like, yeah. like what the fuck was that what am i doing in my life you just can't, but the good thing about comedy versus fighting you can usually get up the next night or the next two. yeah that's true can you, you imagine child's been months. feeling that way for like 15 years straight now between losing fights <laughs> and bombing like every night and he continues on if you guys want to watch the worst but most like best but worst show in the world because i watched those AE documentaries on like roddy piper and it was like it was hilarious like i mean it was amazing what those guys went through the dark side of the ring on it's on hulu dude these guys it's the worst this this guy named new jack is this this black uh wwe this black fighter a <laughs> wrestler right dude this this guy was fucking bonkers first of all back in the day he was saying things like I want, he was like fighting in Alabama, wrestling in Alabama, being like, I want to shout out to our savior, OJ Simpson. Like, this is back when, like, OJ, right when he got, <laughs> like, so he, would, he wanted to be the most hated guy ever, right? Dude, a couple of his, one of his matches, the guy hit him, like, twice, really. Like, he hit him twice, but, like, like not, he hit him, you know, it was a fake punch, but it was a real punch kind of a thing. He starts stabbing the guy. He literally stabbed the guy nine times during the wrestling match. Another time... And now you know why OJ was his hero. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you see Chase Sherman's, not to cut you off, man, but did you see Chase Sherman's? You, you got that before I could get there because I knew it was just starting to connect and then you fucking hit it. I'm like, God damn. Did you see Chase Sherman's picture with OJ Simpson? Yeah, that was uh, he posted on Instagram and he put straight killers as the caption. That was awesome. Yeah. Dude, then another, another time the guy knew Jack, a guy like, like messed up a landing. So he waited like a year to the day he gets up above the whole crowd. I mean, like a hundred feet above the crowd and then tases the guy and then throws them off while the guy's tased. Dude, I don't know. Dude, this is like, this guy should have been arrested so many here. I mean, he's, he's like, he like died of a heart attack, but he was like, all he did was cocaine and wrestle and like, just do the, dude, there was one. And he died of a heart attack. Dude, yeah. <laughs> there was another time. Craig is like, I didn't even wrestle. Another, <laughs> another time, ECW hired this guy that was like this. I don't remember what they called him. Like, I forgot his name. He was a guy that had two black midgets with him. And he, he, was, he was a regular size. I think his name was like Toll Road or something. Or, I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, he was seven. I think it was Mr. Drummond. <laughs> he was, was that his name? <laughs> I love Toll Road. It was Toll Road. He was 17 years old. And when he I said he was 21. It was Did you get the Mr. Drummond joke, though? Because that was a fucking great joke. It was a great joke. It was a great joke. Okay, sorry. But New Jack fucking murdered, <laughs> like almost murdered this guy, too. Like, I mean, didn't kill him, but it was like beyond abuse. This guy, anyway, if you want to watch one of the worst but best 
that shows Dark Side of the Ring is so fucked up. Uh, but it's very. Now, is it only about black wrestlers? No, no, no. It has a uh, it has a oh. lot of guys. It has Randy Savage and Elizabeth and a couple other people. Anyway, did you guys watch um, the fights last week? The, the, uh, yes. Uh, Sean? No, I was watching the dark side of the ring. <laughs> no, I didn't. Didn't catch it. Uh, no, is that why dark side of the ring? Black? Is that why you said that? Dark side? I thought, yeah, because you see, you talk about color so much. I just thought that's what you, I thought that's why. Well, I, wait, I talk about, I do not talk about color. I had to take out your jokes last week. People got mad at me. And now they know exactly when I took them out because they, dude, Greg. <laughs> I, so. This, this fighter you repeat him and leave him in this week Greg there was a fighter right there was a fighter I forgot the what's the guy's name and, and don't take me down with you oh, the, guy likes to, the guy likes to sew right he's a sewer right and yeah. he likes to knit so I'm like oh you know there's a guy you know the black guy he's a, he's like a huge knitter knitter right so Sean repeats this 30 fucking times throughout the and anytime he this is his joke now and, and then the next week he, he does callbacks to it so in case anyone you have anyway this is like a all right uh if you missed the fights, Dos Anjos lost to Fazayev. Uh, it was it was a good fight. It was competitive, um, but Fazayev won by knockout in the fifth round. And uh, oh, actually, round three. Um, no, it was round five. Oh, oh, oh round five. Uh, Fazayev's good. He's a good fighter. I mean, solid fighter. Listen, they were questioning whether or not he had the gas to go into five rounds. They were questioning whether or not he'd be able to withstand high-level jujitsu. And honestly, Dos Anjos, I think Dos Anjos realized the game passed him by in that fight. Mm. I think he really did. Because I thought he, I think he really thought he was going to outclass this guy. He gave the whole, there's levels to this kind of speech beforehand. He was like, I think he really felt like I just need to knock this guy out and get back. And I think Fazayev showed him, you know what, dude, your day was yesterday. Today is my day. I don't, I think it, we may be looking at a, a Dos on the, on the decline. But that's how I felt like when he fought Colby Covington, like four years ago. And then, uh, and then he went out, and then he lost to Leon Edwards. He lost to Chiesa, but then he came back against Felder, against Hanato Mercano, against Pazaya. So he's one of these guys. It's like you can't count him out. Uh, I'm not saying I'm counting him out, but he's definitely on the. Yeah. He's coming in for a landing. And then that uh, that because Pazaya, I think, really, I you could see the frustration yeah. in Dosanio's face. You could see him be like, I can't beat this guy. You know, and I, I mean, I thought it was very, uh, you know, I, I think we, he's, yeah, that plane's coming in for a landing. And then, uh, uh, Kiao Barajo beat Armand Petrosian. He looked uh, good. Uh, yeah, he looked good. That was a good fight. Uh, I'll tell you who looked good was, uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Andrade. Oh my God. Yes. This dude's a killer. Chase Sherman. Although, no way. Can we give some love to Androjo? That guy, I mean, tough as nails. He went after him. He did everything you could possibly do. I mean, he took him to a decision, and Saeed was looking for a first-round, first-minute knockout, and this guy was like, not today, motherfucker. And he was all over him. I had a, And, in fact, I was kind of pissed. I thought Androjo maybe did enough. To win that decision, I and it was no, it was unanimous. But I mean, I was surprised it wasn't at least a split decision. I thought Andrade may have done enough to win. I think it was the the I want to say the first and third. I, I, I didn't don't remember. I, I didn't see. It. He <laughs> oh, he he put up a hell of a fucking fight, and he was a lot smaller. And no, no, Saeed is very large for the bandweight division. He's much big. He was way bigger than Andrade. 
It just seems like, uh, and then Chase Sherman against, that was a good fight. So I don't understand, Sean, this guy, Jared Vendara, uh, who's a, a, you know, a good fighter, solid fighter. And, you know, I go on his Instagram after he loses, right? He loses to Chase Sherman. Chase knocks him out in the third. It was probably maybe one-to-one going to the third. And then it was a good fight. But, and everyone's like, people are like, you suck, blah, blah, blah. Like just, and then you look at the people that are like 12 years old or 10 years old. You're like, fuck you. Who, who, who are you to tell this guy he sucks? <laughs> like it, I was, I was bothered by some of it, but then I'm like, one guy said, uh, you know, what's the point of having a black belt if you're not going to take a shot against Chase Sherman? And I was like, that guy actually has a decent point <laughs> because he stood up the whole fight against Chase Sherman and Chase Sherman's one weakness has been the ground. And he decided, and you know, Chase Sherman has won bare knuckle boxing matches. He's he he's great standing up. I don't understand why he wouldn't take it to the ground. I think some guys sometimes, man, when you're in a fight, I was always the opposite way. Even when I was dominating, I felt like I was losing. But I've seen guys get dominated for three rounds and get up, and they literally cannot believe they lost the fight. And I'll be like, dude, what do right. you not believe? The guy whipped your ass the whole time. But some people are delusional, like they feel like they're always winning or they're really good at comedy, like job when they're not. <laughs> like some people are like um, they really believe they're better than they are and i thought he was he was landing the harder shots uh than sherman hit that jab man yeah he's good standing up but man that jab was his jab was rough man like he was landing it and i think sometimes guys like that just think that they're winning when they're not uh i mean we've all seen the guy after a ufc fight walk away with his hands up like can you believe i lost that fight with the judges i'm like dude it was 30 26 on all three george judges scored. Like, yes, <laughs> i can't believe it you know and sometimes i gotta watch it back to Believe it, but it could very well be, he thought. And, you know, it looks different on TV than it feels in person. Some of the hardest punches I took didn't look like anything on TV. And then ones that looked like they hurt didn't hurt at all, you know. So he may have not been getting hit as much as it looked like or, or feeling it like it looked like he did. But, uh, man, they went at each other. I'll tell you what, they were like rock and suck and robots, man. Just standing there. Yeah. The the it was a, fun, it was a fight. fun fight to watch. It really was. Belt. I mean, it's, you know, to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you got to spend what, how many hours? I mean, like years and years and years and years. Unless you go to the right coach, they'll sell you one. There's a guy here in Indianapolis that offered to sell me one if I wanted my black belt. So. Really? Yeah, he said if I would do 10 private training sessions with him and let him corner me in an MMA fight, he would give me my purple, uh, and then two months later, my brown, and then like six months later, my black, and I didn't have to come to class or anything like that. Uh, but he was the same coach that I submitted the first time I ever rolled with him when I had never done jujitsu before. Like, and I literally submitted him my first class, like in, in front of all his students. He really hated it. But um, yeah, he sucks. He sells belts. I yeah, would say but, his name. But, know, but, but what you fail to recognize is he works at the Gap. There's a <laughs> reason he sells belts. It's part of his job. So I don't think. Are you insinuating I shop at the Gap? That's that's what's offensive to me. <laughs> Dude, there was a guy I know who's actually a guy, Kenny Lester. He, he's actually a good wrestler. He was a good, solid wrestler, like great in high school, college. When we went to ASU, I think he got kicked out because he was running a, a scam where he had girls be doing like webcams, like in, in, his, in his dorm room or something. And he was like, nice. against the rules. <laughs> it just seemed like that should be against wrestling rules. But this guy was in a Bitcoin like 10 years ago. <laughs> he's just one of these guys, right? But he, he basically, um, figured out that America Samoa doesn't have a wrestling team, right? Um, and he was like 150th American Samoan. So he started a wrestling team there and tried to get in the Olympics as the only one on the team to represent America Samoa. <laughs> and then he was, he, was going to, he actually bought like a jacket and like an out, but then the, the Olympic committee said, no fucking 
hey, we're not doing this somehow. But he like went pretty far with it. Yeah. Uh, trying to what is America Samoa? Is that a place? Yeah, it's like an yeah. island. It's, it's a like territory. A- it's islands. It's like yeah, you know, it. Samoan. Samoans are the number one supplier of offensive linemen <laughs> right. in the United States. They're all Samoan, Hawaiian, all those, uh, you know, Middle South Pacific uh, Sea Islands. Yeah. They supply us with all those giant dudes. I'll never forget. I did a, a live Q&A with SureDog when I first got in the UFC. And one of the first questions. So this is live. Obviously, it's a bad idea with me to do anything live. Um, so they asked me, somebody on the live Q&A asked me if I've ever fought a Samoan before because I was fighting Mark Hunt. And I said, no, but I fought him. Keep mind, this is typed out. So I was like, no, but I fought a real fat Chinese guy once. So yes, with a question mark. <laughs> and uh, they tried to shut the chat down like five minutes later. Said, okay, we're not going to do this. Thanks anyway. I was like, wait, what? Like, this was great. But- so, dude, one of the craziest uh, submissions like ever was when Gary Goodrich was fighting, right? And they told him, they told him, they said, Gary, you know, it's no rules. It's in Brazil, no rules, right? And then he gets there, they're like, you can't bite. And you can't eye gouge. And he was like really mad because he said, right. so he, this guy used to be a, um, he used to be a, an arm wrestler. So during the fight, he takes the guy's cup, moves it aside, grab the guy's balls and squeezes as hard as he can. And the guy taps immediately. Right. So then he wins. But he's like, and he has a whole catchphrase. Like I turned nuts at the peanut butter. Like that's his like big thing. So I put like, has that, could anyone top that story? You know? And then somebody said, and that porn chick chimed in was like, I get paid (laughs) to do that. (laughs) So this guy said, this guy said, Joe Marrera lost. uh, He lost to uh, extreme pancreation. The submission was terror. That's what he put. I don't know if you can see terror. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, (laughs) That's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was terror. That can never be used against you in a court of law. That is definitely. (laughs) like, what does that mean? Like, he was scared? And it probably took, I'm guessing it took place in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> he fought in Dubai and they lost to terror. Like, what kind of submission is that? Uh, terror. Like, I think it's a lot of, you know. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Did you, Greg, did you ever hear Adam wanted a joke for Trump not letting a uh, not letting Muslims in the country back in the day when he made that rule. So I wrote one for him and he does it in front of me at the LA comedy club and it got no laughs. It was dead silent. What was that? But the joke was, um, how do you guys feel about Trump's travel ban? And everybody starts booing, you know, or whatever, because they're trying to do what they think is going to go well with their friends so they can be accepted. But they're like, um, <laughs> the joke was, yeah, he's trying to ban all Muslims, uh, which I think is a terrible idea. I, I think he should let Muslims in the country, just not by airplane. And uh, yeah, hey, it, went, it went real quiet. Oh, no one laughed at that, dude. Nobody laughed no. last week. I did, I wrote a joke about uh, what joke I thought that was pretty funny. Actually. Yeah, that is a good joke. <laughs> I did. Good. What did I do? Oh, I said, you know how like with abortion with Roe versus Wade, like they're flying people now to like there are companies that will fly you to places. That you yeah, have abortion, right? It's called it's called abortion airlines, and it's the only airline that lands early. And uh, no, nothing. <laughs> right. I think it's a good joke. Uh, it got crickets. Uh, I don't know, wait a minute. Wait, I mean, okay. So you're saying the delivering the baby early. early. Okay. Yeah. Is that, is that Did Greg just admit well, an unborn child is a baby? Is that not? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, because I think when people think of it as being too late, not early, you know? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's the disconnect because that was what I was having trouble. Like, I was like, sounds like it's too late, you know, and now they got to have it. And you're saying it's too early. Okay. Got, got Maybe it. they pull out too late to take off. I don't know. Yeah, I can think that that's where the airline yeah, pulled out too late. That's, that's exactly. Better. That's good. I like that. All right. Try to put something yeah. racist in there, though, if you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and something about people who knit. <laughs> right. All right. Um, all right. So other fights. Michael Johnson, I thought, got screwed in his fight. Totally he did. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, Michael, did you watch that fight, Sean? So he hurt no. him first, right? Hurts him bad. And then Malarkey uh, comes back, and he hurts Johnson. Then he wins round, but but Johnson hurt him more than he hurt him. It was one of those things where like way more. He definitely should have had round one. And I, I literally three. thought Adam was disagreeing with himself. I thought he said Malark and then was continuing. Like, <laughs> seriously, I thought you were calling. What and then Malarkey, like, he comes back like it's some bullshit. <laughs> so then he comes. Then in round two, Malarkey. Oh, it won. was Malarkey. Uh, Malarkey won round two, but then round three, Johnson clearly won. And uh, they gave it to Malarkey. It was fucking Malarkey. That's what it was. It was right. bullshit. Um, <laughs> it so, was genuinely Malarkey. Uh, Cody Bundridge. He fought this guy, Trayson Gore, whose record is three and two. But they were hyping this guy like he's the second coming of John Jones. And Cody Bundridge, I guess, Trayson yeah. Gore, Gore was like saying this guy's just a wrestler. And then Cody knocked him out or stopped him. And then he, I heard him, uh, you know, and then he's like, who's just a wrestler now, motherfucker? I started yelling about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like into the camera, like, I'm not just a wrestler. And it was fucking kind of weird, but yeah, he was. Pumped. I know when I see John Jones, I think guys who win 60% of their first five times. <laughs> that's what I think. Like, you know what John Jones reminds me of? The kind of guy that wins three out of five times. Maybe in court. Um, right. Yeah. Can so we then, wait a minute? Can we what, really quickly? Can we talk about this guy? Fucking who was it? Ricky Tercios. What about that? The, oh my god, dude! He was what came out. He's dancing around. <laughs> he spent the whole thing like showboating and doing all. Never landed a punch. Not uh, one fucking punch. Spent the whole time fucking doing all the. A lot of flair. A lot of flair. Uh, not a lot of contact. And then he loses in a unanimous, boring act. Zahabi just spent the whole time like, oh, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Are we fighting or we're not fighting? And then Zahabi would come in and rough him up a little bit. Then he would dance around and shit. And they were like going into this fight. They're like talking about this, like, this Tercios guy. He's electric. Get ready to see something. It was the dumbest fucking shit ever. It was like seeing a tribute band. I was like, this guy isn't a fighter. He's pretending to be a fighter, but he ain't a fucking fighter. I don't know what the fuck that I, shit I, was. I, I, I actually knew a tribute band that got pussy, right? But they had like groupies, but they were groupies <laughs> of the actual band. Like, like, <laughs> What's a trippy band? I don't, I've no, never heard of A tribute one. band, like a journey. Oh. Party, yeah, like when they groupies. pretend to be something that they're not, you know what I mean? Which I, I, actually, I like, love tribute like, bands. Brendan Schaub's a tribute comedian. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But, are, exactly. but are the groupies group? Are they tribute groupies? Like, are they actually just other group? Like, like what? Not what actually are group. We they were the groupies that weren't quite good looking enough to get backstage. Yeah. Like, so they're they're like, you know what? I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna complete this circle. 
By the way, I'm not seeing Journey with the fucking Filipino guy. I'm sorry. I love them with the, the Filipino guy because you know what? I saw them twice with the two two of their other five or six lead singers that they had, and they fucking sucked. Fine. Well, then and then they the get band. this guy. They got this guy. He sounds just like fucking Steve Perry, and it's all the and the band looks happier too. The band's like, fuck yeah, we're yeah, fucking, they're not fucking paying Steve Perry probably. They're paying exactly. Perry. <laughs> But Steve doesn't want to be in the band. He doesn't want to be in the band. He's still they touring. Want... He's still touring. Not doing, but he doesn't want to be with those guys. Ah. You know, I think the biggest mistake that a lot of bands make, like when Gwen Stefani was in No Doubt, they think they're an equal part of the band. Like, it's yeah. just Gwen Stefani. Like, if she stops being part of your band, you're just a guy with a guitar keyboard. You know what I mean? Or whatever you're playing. I don't know what it is, but I love that. Like when Sting left the police, like who are the other police? Because no one knows anybody in that band. You know? I remember when uh, Guns N' Roses, Axel left and they replaced him with a guy more fucked up than Axel, the guy from Stone Temple Pilots, yeah, yeah, Scott, yeah. Scott Weiland, like who then they were in court trying to get him out of, you know, he died. Rest in peace, Scott Weiland. But it was like maybe replace a lead singer with somebody who's like. Well, like, and I think I think in the case of Journey, and this happens a lot. There are some people that just aren't good. There, the magic was them together and not them apart. Because yeah. Steve Perry had like one hit away from the band, and the rest of his albums have been garbage. And the same is true for fucking Journey. Everything they've written without Steve Perry, garbage. There, there are times when they really kind of needed each other. And I mean, look at Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel together wrote some of the greatest songs ever written in the history of music. And then apart, you can call me Betty. And Betty, you can call me. That was a good song. Call. That was a good That's video. A bullshit. Horrible, that was a great stupid, song. Terrible video. <laughs> terrible song. Fucking, song and Garfunkel never did shit, shit without that was Chevy Chase. That was Chevy Chase. Had, Chevy, thank you. That's right. If, you, if the best part of your music is Chevy fucking Chase, you Dude, suck. Chevy Chase back in the day was the shit. Fletch. It doesn't matter. What was he doing in a fucking... He wasn't... It was Paul Simon with his fucking world beat shit. All right, he was never fighting. the same. He was fighting, never the same. Fighting. Fighting. Let's talk about fighting. We uh, don't talk quick, about fighting on this MMA show. What? Real quick before you get off that topic. I went to a Chicago concert one time and took a poster like a uh, pro wrestling event and they just said, wear Satara on it and held it up. And they took it away from me like the first five minutes they came and took it away from me. So people didn't see it. I just wanted the band to see where Satara as they try to perform. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, well. All right. So Antonio Shachenko, you know what? She showed me a lot because I was, she's, you know, obviously her sister's the champ and arguably one of the best of all time. And this girl just like is a pilot and a fighter. I just feel like you kind of, it's a tough job. So she's a fighter pilot? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Okay. I just feel like if you're a pilot, like you don't want to be like, I, I, I don't want to get on a plane and be like, this is your pilot, BJ Penn. I'm getting the fuck off that plane. You know, like, yeah, like I just think that if it's, you know, those are jobs that you want to be good at one of them at a time. You don't want to be a, a part-time pilot and a part-time fighter. And you know, I don't know if I'm a pilot getting punched in the face for a living. But anyway, she did great against Courtney Casey. Uh, I thought Casey kind of had the wrong game plan of trying to stand with her. Casey's great on the ground. Um, but couldn't seem to get Shevchenko on the ground and was sort of just doing a kickboxing match against her, which was yeah. her specialty. But I still think kind of Courtney won. So I don't know. What do you I think? did too, honestly. I thought it was a fair, I, I, I mean, it was a split decision. And I think that says exactly what it is. It could have gone either way. I thought Casey did enough. I thought she got in a lot more punches 
than Shevchenko. I mean, Shevchenko did a good job, but again, and I think the problem is the expectation with the name is that she's going to be far more dominant, and and she was not. It was not a dominant performance. This kid Onama is a fucking beast um, against Garrett Armfield. Uh, but dude, didn't Garrett Armfield get the fucking fight like six days before this fucking fight? Like, I mean, it, the difference in training showed. I mean, Garrett did not look. I mean, he looked a little not. Like he didn't train normally, but he's clearly hadn't had a camp. I, I think uh, he didn't. He, he went into there highly disadvantaged. And side you Cub might beat Ronnie Lawrence. All right, let's talk about some fights coming up because I like okay. I like to hear McCorkle's uh, thing. And when he doesn't watch the fights, I feel like we, we don't get to hear his expertise. <laughs> um, Brian Ortega is taking on Yair Rodriguez in Long Island uh, this Saturday. It's at two o'clock. Uh, the main card. So the undercard is going to be at uh, 11 a.m. So this is love it. This starts at 8 a.m. Wait, they're doing a daytime card in the United States? No, yeah. they're in the United Arab Emirates. Oh, I thought you said Long Island. I was like, what no, the they're in Long Island. No, they're not. Oh, you're right. They are. Yeah, they're in Long Island. Oh, shit. For so where I thought, where, aren't they going back to the Middle East sometime? Or did yeah. they just? Yeah, yeah, they are coming up the Middle East soon, but this one's in Long Island. Oh, I thought it was this one for some reason. Okay. Crazy. I thought that's why it was early, because I thought it was like uh, the I, other side of know, the planet. I don't know why it's early. It's 11, yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning in, in Long Island starts. Completely. No, it's 11 a.m. here, so it's one in the afternoon there. No, it's Or are you saying the prelims? Yeah, the prelims. The prelims. Yeah. Right. It's like, why would you do that then? Why isn't it a night event? That makes no sense. I, that's why I thought it was from, from over there. Maybe because it's on ABC and maybe ABC uh, uh, has a thing where ABC can only camp air that at night or something. Maybe that's, that's dumb. Something. Okay. Yeah, they probably have an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond that they're going to rerun or something <laughs> of the UFC. The best is when ESPN doesn't televise the UFC card, but it's got ping pong on it. I'm like, that's that's what I would Yeah, do. yeah. The cornhole, the cornhole championships are on. Right. Yeah. Oh my I'm God! Kidding. Have you never watched the Cornhole Jamie? Fighting, fighting. Okay, oh, Brian yeah, Ortega. Okay, okay. So fucking Brian Ortega was taking on Yair Rodriguez. Uh, this should be a good fight, man. Um, Ortega is the kind of guy that his only losses are to Max Holloway and to uh, Volkanovski. I mean, those are the only times he's ever lost. Uh, he's beaten the Korean Zombie, Frankie Edgar, Cub Swanson, and I'm a Clay Guida. Donald Mikano, Diego Brandano, uh, and Yair Rodriguez has only lost three times. He lost to Max Holloway. He, he and he lost to uh, Frankie Edgar, and he lost uh, a while. That's it. Uh, he lost to Jeremy Stevens. That was a no contest. Fifteen seconds in, I don't even consider that a loss. Um, so, fuck. I don't know. Ortega is dating Tracy, the hottest chick ever, mm-hmm. uh, fighter girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Tracy Cortez. Yeah. yeah. So is that going to slow down? She's allegedly, but he's also been spotted with Dominic Cruz on occasion. So we're not sure. In the words of the great Mickey from Rocky, women weaken legs. They, they do. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, I'm going Yair Rodriguez. I think he's well. He's taller too. He's got a longer reach, and women. And she's she's hot, man. I listen. I I choose her over fighting too. So if they're like, you got to separate for her for the last five days, I'm like, eh, I'll just take an L. I'm cool. Uh, uh, Sean, did women get? In, uh, did they mess up your career at all? I mean, that's not my life, but I, was my say, I, was say, I think yeah, it's everything outside the ring. Yeah, I've had my life destroyed a couple times, but no, I think um, that's really overrated, man. I mean, I think partying and stuff does. I'll just tell you, I can guarantee you who's going to win this fight because the only two times I ever bet on Ortega, I saw Ortega fight live 
against Clay Guida before he was even known. And I was like, that dude's a future champion. I just, sometimes you see a guy, you just know they've got it. You know what I yeah. mean? I was like, that dude's yeah, a future yeah, yeah. champion. So I bet on him, I think against Holloway, of course he gets almost murdered in that fight. Like I thought he was going right. to die four or five times. Sounds so right. I lose a ton of money on that fight. Then there's other one he lost uh, against Volkanowski. I bet on him, lost a fortune on that one because I was sure he was just too big for Volkanowski, too tall. So he loses that one. So on this one, by my betting logic, I would bet on Yair because I'd be like, I'm never betting on uh, him again after he cost me that kind of money two fights in a row, which means he would win. Now, the question is, who will I actually put the money on if I bet? Because that will guarantee a win for the other guy. So well, I think it's a lock now because when you and I both go for the same right. guy, oh, he's definitely going to lose. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think we, uh, I, I, I think, yeah. I think Ayer will win, which I'm almost sure, which means that uh, Ortega will win. Ortega, Ortega's a lock. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You heard it here first, folks. You got the two biggest fucking idiots in gambling betting on we Yair. Just, we so. just need Chael to give us his prediction. If he goes, we'll have the trifecta. If Chael also says Yair. Because, dude, you could make a living betting against Chael Summons picks. He's been wrong like something like 60 times in a row. It's the craziest thing ever. So. I want Yair to win because uh... – I just like him better. I just like him as a firefighter. <laughs> Brian, Brian's having it too good with that Cortez. Well, here's what happened. He's not, <laughs> here's what happened. I Adam's was, like, he already won. So I was exactly. Walking. He's enjoying life way too much already. No, He's got to go to What happened was I was walking to an event and I saw Brian Ortega. And I go, oh shit, there's Brian Ortega. So like to myself, but I look and then I almost bump into somebody. And, and then the guy goes, yo, and like kind of snuffed me a little bit. Because like, I almost walked into him, and then Ortega started laughing, and they, they like high five. All right, they didn't high five, but but it was uh, <laughs> I felt like that. I, I love that you had to sell the point at the end when you realized you had nothing, nothing. and then and then they high five, and he looked at me, he was like, Ugh. and I was like, what? <laughs> that part was believable since it was Ortega, but um... oh no, I didn't say that, Ortega. I know, I, I didn't. Say but that. Ortega is what's his name's? Uh, you know, you know Dan Anik. You know, yeah. Dan, so Ortega is Dan Anik's jujitsu coach, or was? He I thought Dan Anik oh, was John I'm, Jones' uh, it's like screen name. Or I was gonna say I, I'm thinking of John Anik, the no, Dan, uh, no, 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 Dan a dude. No, Dan a dude. Yeah, Dan a dude. Yes. Dan, yeah, Ortega, Ortega was his coach. How did you blow that name? Uh, Dan, uh, Dan uh, yeah, and he was a super. He says he's like a super nice guy, uh, Brian Ortega. I'm but, sure he uh, probably is. You yeah, know? Is. Um, but I said and Dan Dude's a great guy too. Yeah, and yeah. a great comedian. Check him out. All right, Adam, so, you remember the time in Las Vegas when I told you to stop? I said, "Holy shit, there's Cowboy Cerrone," and you took a picture with a guy, and it was just a guy there for the rodeo and a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Adam was so embarrassed. Took a picture with him with his fist up. The guy just sitting there like with a big belt buckle, looking at him. I was like, "Well, he won the title for something. I don't know who this guy is, but..." He had a massive belt buckle. That, that is funny. Um, so Amanda Lemos is taking on Michelle Waterson. Lemos was the girl who was beating. Remember, she was she was doing well against Jessica Andrade her last fight. And yeah, yeah. Got mad and put her like in a standing arm triangle. Um, right. Against the karate hottie. Man, this is a tough one, too. No, it's not. Who, who wins? Lemos. She's definitely going to kill Water Waterson. She just I, I, I've lost all faith in her. Absolutely. Uh, she, so I Amanda Lemos all fucking day. All right, Muslim Salikov. Which, by the way, for those of you keeping count, uh, that's two that McCorkle and I have agreed on. So Waterston's another. Lot. <laughs> Get your parlay in there. Get it in there. Uh, Muslim Salikov is taking on Lee Jingliang. Uh, Lee Jingliang, <laughs> and the winner, the loser, gets deported. 
Where? <laughs> what? Just I, I already know. I can tell you guys. Podcast, psycho. I, I guarantee you guys <laughs> going to win the fight. It's going to be Muslim by terror. Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to make these. That, was, that was perfect, actually. That was uh, great. All right. Also, uh, Lauren Murphy's taking on Misha Tate. Um, Misha Tate, by the way, uh, uh, had a natural childbirth, I guess, when she was in um, Singapore. It took her like she wanted to do it naturally and was like there for like 72 hours or something. Uh, so it was like crazy fact about her. Um, I know I would travel to Singapore if I was days away from expecting a baby. That's where I would want to be. No, I think she was working there. She was like working for one in championship. Remember, she was like the head. Well, nine months pregnant? Like, that seems like, golly. She's tough. Uh, Laura Murphy is obviously the one who used to be on heroin, who, who quit heroin. Uh, to, By the then, way. Yeah. Question. Uh, I thought Misha Tate retired. Nope. <laughs> She's fighting Laura Murphy this Saturday in Long Island at one in the afternoon. Um, Wait, Misha Tate's really fighting after giving birth in Singapore? No, I, this, like, no, I, no, I think we know why it's at one in the afternoon now. These ladies got to go home, take care of the kids. They got a lot on their plate. No, it was the, no. She gave birth like like four years ago. It wasn't like she just gave birth oh. last week in Singapore. Um, it was, I'm just saying she's a very tough woman. <laughs> She was <laughs> Adam with Adam with four years ago news. By the way, I don't know if you guys heard or not, but uh, we landed on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Misha Tate had a child graduating from college this weekend. Congratulations, <laughs> Misha. Um, Hope for a healthy baby for you. Uh, Ricky Simone's taking on Jack Shore. Jack Shore is undefeated, sixteen and zero. Uh, Ricky Simone's a badass. He has that that mullet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think I don't know. This is a tough one. The other guy's sixteen and zero. Uh, 16 and oh, you got to give it up for that. Jack Tank Shore, Oof. uh, and also, how uh, many times, how many of those, though, in what division, like in what leagues? I mean, how many of those are UFC wins? A lot of them are UFC, but, a lot of them UFC, yeah, yeah, he's uh, four and oh in the UFC. And what about Ricky? Uh, actually, Ricky is a badass. One, two, three, he's five and on UFC. Ricky Simone's only losses are to uh. They're kind of disputed a couple of them, but he 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 just knocked out Rafael Sancio. He beat Brian Kelleher. He he beat Ray Borg by split decision. His last loss was a uh, 2019 against Uriah Favor. That was kind of a quick stoppage. I was there. It was one of those things where it was like, uh, that before or after they named that American territory after him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My joke was terrible, but I had to. Listen, all the jokes we've done today. <laughs> Before that 2016. Um, and Jessica I got to tell you, I'm feeling like the O has got to go. Uh, I'm, I like Ricky Simon. I think you're right in this one. Also, Jessica Penny. She's a girl I wanted to date with. I'll tell you that story. I want to date with her. Um, I'm not sure she should. And then we go back to her place. She's got a dog that was like the fucking never-ending story dog, you know, huge dogs, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go to give her a kiss, the dog jumps on my back and, like, fucking tackled me and started licking my face. Um, anyway, so she's fighting. So you did get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God abortion was legal back then. You had to give them a whole litter. I, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know whether I should request we take that one out. I, no, I really, no, that no, one's in there. All uh, right, keep it. It's staying. Uh, there was a dog involved. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Emily Ducott is on a two fight winning streak. She knocked out Alicia Zapatella, who I like a lot. She's a good girl. And she knocked out Daniel Taylor, Taylor with a head kick. Um, 
So Jessica Penny. Just think if she wins one out of her next uh, three, she'll be in John Jones territory. <laughs> she won two in a row. The callback king. All right. So um, also, all right. So that's. What's going Who on? do you like in that one? Who do you like? I, I like Ducote. I, Jessica I Penny, like, I think. I think Penny wins. She's had a lot of time off. She won her last fight. I think that she, she goes really hard with those girls in Arizona. I mean, in uh, San Diego. And uh, I think she wins. I, I think time off isn't time off isn't always a blessing. I don't know. You're right. You're right. That's a good point. But uh, she hasn't taken a lot of damage. Like she was, you know. So um, also in MMA news, uh, they had a face off between Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman Jr. They're fighting August 6th at the Garden. Uh, Rahman Jr. is 12 and one, had 100 fights in amateur, but he lost his last fight to Tommy Morrison Jr., the guy from Rocky Five. Oh my God! Uh, no, 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 no! It can't be the guy from Rocky Five. It's got to no, be his, his kid. His yeah, son. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He died of uh, AIDS. Of AIDS, I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a sad more. story. Um, so uh, I don't know. I mean, people are like, you know, what's crazy is that people are like, finally, he's fighting a, a real boxer. He's fighting a boxer. <laughs> a boxer. Right. <laughs> but he is. Uh, he is an actual boxer. Well, I took Adam's advice and watched Jake Paul and that guy spar, and Rockman is terrible. Like, I was way off. I must have seen someone else sparring when I thought when I was thinking of him, like I've seen Rockman Jr., because it's, there's videos of him and Jake Paul sparring, and it looks like worse than Tyron Woodley, like as far as his stand-up. Like, it is it, – yeah, it, no. it's not even going to be close. Well, but, 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 but – which makes sense because their formula is – even if they – it's so funny. I don't even know how many of these fights the other fighter actually can't perform so much as they they it's just brilliant marketing to be like i'm fighting this guy we're gonna go out oh he's out sorry well i guess this guy <laughs> right <laughs> and i really because they i mean they pay everybody off they do this just seems like another great little scheme that two brothers would come up with like i got it Here's <laughs> i'm sorry it does it reeks of that twins well, are fucking devious that way why is he always and, fighting a former sparring partner like well i can't well, well, and, so he knows but, the outcome that's right, exactly, exactly. But they know exactly what they got. They know that they're going to beat him for sure. But here's the other thing. These sparring partners are paid to lose. They're not paid to hurt these guys. So okay. I would love it if this guy showed him what he's really got and actually showed up. I don't expect that. I clearly expect him to be somebody that is paid to lose. So the other guy, like, why doesn't he fight Tommy Morrison Jr.? That guy's 12-0. and 0. That guy beat Rockman Jr. Stop Yeah. Him. And the other guy, and he's undefeated. So that because again, fight? this is just the way. This is their little fucking smoke and mirror show. Like, here's who we're fighting, right? Real fighter. Oh, he can't. Oh, we're like, oh, okay. I think that's. I think. I don't know how many times they can play that card, but I think that's what's happening. Uh, also on the also uh, between uh, McGregor and Jake Paul. So uh, Paul went on the, uh, the MMA hour with Ariel Hawani the other day, and he said that the fight between him and McGregor could be a seventy-five million dollar to hundred dollar payout per person. McGregor went on Twitter, called Paul a flop, a nobody. Uh, Paul's response to that was a, a little bit more vitriolic. It came with some pretty hefty accusations, including one that McGregor takes uh, the steroid, Trembolone, and another that he's unfaithful to his wife. He goes, Connor, 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 you're more active on Twitter than you are in the octagon. Stop taking Trembolone and start taking fights. You're more actively cheating on your wife than you are in the octagon. Your priorities are mixed up. Put down the bottle. Get back to fighting. You haven't won a fight in five fucking years. Now it's against Cowboy, who hasn't won a fight since, since fighting you. I'm a nobody. Well, yeah, you're right. I'm a fucking kid from Ohio. But this is where you fought your sixth fight. There's literally two people in the crowd. This is where I'm fighting. August 6th, 
Madison Square Garden. And you know, I know you'll be watching, kiddo. Um, first of all, what's what's uh, what is Trembolone, uh, Sean? That's about <laughs> the most powerful steroid you can take, as long as you don't mind dying after you know just a few months on it. So like it enlarges your heart. It's a bad idea. Like it. Uh, Didn't it you take Trembolone? I feel like you took it at one point. Uh, I've heard of my, me taking it once, but I don't know if that was true or not. But yeah, no, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I it might have been when uh, it might have been when Adam show. saw me that time in uh, Ohio when I went crazy on the guy or wherever we we're at Illinois. Like I may have uh, may so have done you, a cycle of that at that so time. Do you think that Connor's on Trembolone? Man, it stays in your system so long. It really just depends on if he's still being checked by USADA or not. But I've always heard. I don't have like definitive proof, but I've always heard from guys who train with real big name guys is if if there's a test for it, they've got a chemist that can beat the test just by altering one molecule, whatever. And, that's how GSP got away with it for years. That's how all these guys like John Jones almost got away with it for years or still does. But it, uh, there's a, they, if you have enough money, you can pay a chemist to get you through anything pretty much. So uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Connor's on something we've not even heard of, you know, like it's. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, I don't know. I kind of hate to say it, but I don't even know if uh, Connor at this point beats Jake Paul in a boxing match. And I think he does in boxing. Dude, but, I don't like that matchup either because the guy's like, you know, a foot taller and 100 pounds heavier. Yeah, yeah he's a legit 50 pounds heavier walking around. So Yeah, um, so I, and I'm sick of them fighting out, you know, in different, you know, fighting smaller dudes out of their weight. No, fight a dude your size. Like, at least, I mean, that's the thing. He's slowly, gradually building up his confidence enough to actually fight a legitimate fight. He's not there yet, but this is a step closer. And uh, we'll see how, the, you know, but of course he's, fighting a fucking, you know, guy that he knows exactly what he's going to get that he's paying to lose anyway. So, so Jake Paul has bet Rockman $500,000 that he's going to beat him. Uh, Rockman said, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that had nothing no, to do with the fact that Rockman doesn't have $500,000. Uh, yeah, no kidding. He's like, so I want you to give me your whole paycheck back <laughs> as soon as the fight's over. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee you, if he wanted to bet him 500, he told him underneath the table, I'll pay you a million to take the bet. Yeah. My God. Uh, Curtis Blades is picking Stipe to beat John Jones. Um, You know, I think that would be crazy if he did. I I think he, I mean, look, it's, that's going to be a competitive fight. Did they make that fight yet? Or it's just, I'm wondering. Yeah. I was like, is that happening? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's allegedly happening pretty soon. Um, okay. I think, I think, so I, it is not actually happening yet. No, but that's, I think that I want Stipe to win. I think Stipe is a better human being. He's a fireman. He's faithful. He's a good guy. He's like just a good father and he does everything right. Whereas Jones is, you know, character has been, uh, tumultuous, right? Um, well, you know, uh, I've often said when they come to the scorecards, they're like, Based on striking, octagon control, and being a good guy. <laughs> typically the way it goes. Winner, the winner is... I'm going to say who I want to win. I'm not saying who I think is going to win. I, I, I want Stipe to win. But I also think that mileage eventually catches up to you. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, say what you want about him. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke weed. He didn't do cocaine. He stayed in the fucking gym. For the most part, you know, he was flashy and he had a gambling problem, but you didn't. I feel like you're, you're talking to me directly right now. 
<laughs> but you didn't hear the same shit that went down. Yeah, he went to jail for beating up his baby mama or some shit. But like, okay, so so maybe they heard some of the shit. Okay, so maybe the- but it seemed like it seemed like eventually all this partying catches up to you. Well, I'll tell you what'll catch up to him. I think John Jones 34, 35 now, right? Yeah. Like, how about fighting three times in six years and being 35 years old? Eventually, it's just he's going to go out there one day and it's not going to be there anymore. Like, he's just not going to have that, uh, you know, that athleticism and that. Uh, it goes fast, man, as you get older. Like, everybody knows that. But it's uh, some guys very rarely get better as they get older. But it's 34, 35, dude, you start heading downhill quick, even with chemical help. Yeah, but I will say this. They're both long on the tooth. They both, I mean, you know, Stipe hasn't fought that much in the last either. And at the end of the day, I think Jones has that kind of wily thing that can confound a fighter like Stipe, who's kind of rigid and kind of comes right at you. I, I, I think it's a bad matchup for Stipe. And I think Jones definitely wins this fight if it were to actually happen, which I don't think it is. And if I were a betting man, which I am, I would bet that the fight never happens over either of them. No, I think it's going to happen because they're not going to give Jones uh, the title shot right away. They're going to have him fight one time before that. And I think Stipe is the perfect guy for had to have him fight. And I do think the thing that he has going against him, he's been knocked out. He got knocked out by Cormier. He got knocked out by Ngannou. He's taken some beatings before. Jones never been hurt. I mean, he's never even been rocked. I just uh, wonder if either guy will implement terror into their game plan because <laughs> I think that's the new way to Jones has been hit a lot. He got hit by, you know, Gustafson a bunch of times, but he's never been like hit like, by Francis Ngannou, like Stipe has. Uh, but I I, I'm telling you, I don't think this fight happens. Why wouldn't it That's happen? Why wouldn't it happen? Just one way or another, one of them is going to somehow injure themselves during training or not make the weight or something. I, mean, I don't think this fight. It's heavyweight. Okay, well, something's going to happen. They're not going to They're not gonna make the... It's not going to happen. One of them will fuck it up. Trust if it doesn't happen, it's probably because Jones gets arrested for some, you know, crazy shit again. And like, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Highly I'm possible. saying something will happen to impede this fight from ever happening. I feel like Jones is like, man, certain bands, uh, it's like when Guns N' Roses was, was, was like hot, they were like, okay, we're going to tape everything and record everything because this band's not going to make it. Um, it's not going to last. When Mike Tyson, right. Mike Tyson was in his prime, they're like we're getting him, we're fighting him every two months because to keep him out of trouble. And then his trainers died, and you know he, he couldn't have that pace. Kind of Jones, it's like time off is not his friend. And there are certain guys where you're just like, man, time off is not. You, like they could have had that kid. He could have had five or six more fights right now. He probably would have. Oh, by the way, did you watch? Him? Who was yeah. he? Who was he coaching recently? He was in the corner of somebody. Oh. I remember watching this. This is, I even texted you about it because I'm watching this. That was the guy, and, the guy who knits. Yeah. Okay, so that guy was getting destroyed, and John Jones literally just watched. He sat there and was like, and you can see him going, Man, it's like he doesn't remember anything I fucking told him. Look at him, he's getting fucking murked out there. Holy shit, he said nothing. All the other coaches, for everybody else, screaming their heads off, telling them to do shit that they know they can't do because they're too tired and fucking get, but they still are like, Pull the leg out. You know, he was just you. John Jones was like, man, he's really just fucking getting hammered. It was, he's a, not a good coach. And I just, I don't know where his head's at. Hey man, sometimes those quiet coaches, uh, you never know. People have their own technique. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, most of those techniques still involve coaching. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you what's that guy's name? UFC fighter who sews, right? Um, what's his name? Uh, man, what's his name? I fucking I don't remember, but I watched that fight. And the poor guy just got destroyed, and John Jones came up on him in the first. If you go Google it, I want to see the article that talks about him sewing because that would be a fascinating, uh, fascinating article to be online. I don't even think John Jones gave up on him. I just think John Jones forgot that he was the coach. Oh, okay, Maurice Green. Okay, Uh, the MMA fighter who knits before every bout. Okay, he's the crochet boss. Right. Just so you know. Well, that's good because that's as close as he's going to come to getting a belt. <laughs> I told you. I told he's going to have. He's going to have to knit one. McCorkle, I told you. See. I'm actually going to read that article when we get off here. That sounds fascinating. <laughs> really interested what technique he uses to. So. Yeah. What size uh, needles does he use? All right. Uh, what else? Um, uh, so Ariel Hawani, I guess they said Rousey is the most overrated MMA fighter ever. That's not fair. That's not. And, and I don't think her career demonstrates that at all. And now you could say she was the best. You, you know, at that point, women's MMA was still developing. So her challengers just really weren't in her league, generally speaking. But I mean, you can't you can't say I mean, she was dominant. For her, yeah. you know, for her run. I mean, there's no denying that. I, there's got to be, I mean, ever, most overrated fighter ever? <laughs> like, like fi- they didn't say, he didn't say champion. He said fighter. There's been plenty of overrated fighters. Yeah. What I about mean, that karate kid that everyone thought was going to be the next thing that came in and just fucking flamed? Sage North. Daniel LaRusso. Sage. <laughs> I really thought he was going somewhere until he met up with uh, Mike Barnes. He did win the All Valley uh, Under Twice. 18 Championship. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering if Under 18 also meant 18 and under, or did you have to be 17 to be in the All Valley? Because Daniel Larusso was an easy 28, 29 years old in that easy. movie. Easy. Threes. Yeah. So John Hackleman is fighting against the uh, TikTok critic Alpha Legendary this Sunday. That's what's that about? Yes, I don't know, but I bet Greg's excited for that one. I know how he loves <laughs> these social media fights. Mm. Mm, finally, some legitimate MMA conversation. <laughs> Dude, I, you know what, though? I love that he's fighting his troll. That's great. That's fucking, that'd be like, you know, if, if McCorkle fought Schwab. We could only it's wish. Like, it's like, yeah, take it to the ring, guys. You got to beef that bad, go for it. Although, oh, by the way, I mean, you know, what, it's what, not what, a real fight. I mean, it's just oh, fighting. It's like a schoolyard shit. What did you think of Sean O'Malley, by the way, Greg? His win. I thought he looked really. Uh, I thought he. Wait a minute. The no contest. Remember, he, like. Oh, that's right. What did you think about yeah. his no contest? What did you think about his no contest? Uh, you know, I think someone someone uh, wanted out of there. So, but I didn't actually see the fight. I only saw the ending. Yeah, but it was like one of the things where, like, it was a legit eye poke. The guy yeah. did fight, and he and then he celebrated that like he like won. It was strange. Uh, it was very very strange. Um, so I guess, uh, nine former UFC fighters are going to be an ex MMA five in South Carolina. Uh, they're bringing, uh, violent Bob Roth, uh, Bob Ross, uh, Will Brooks is doing it. You know, who violent Bob Ross is, he's a guy that looks like Bob Ross. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. got like, accused of like, I don't know, a bunch of stuff. Uh, Chris Beal. I like him. Um, J- Jared Gooden, who was in the UFC, he was one and three Austin Hubbard. He, 
I even know Impa. He's the guy that had that crazy kick against him by what's his name? Luis Pena is in doing it. Jesse Taylor is back. He's the guy that remember he's on the ultimate fighter and he kicked out the limo and he got kicked off and he came back and he won the ultimate fighter, like legend or whatever. And then he got busted for steroids. He got kicked out again. Looks just like John McCarthy on the meth. Oh. Looks exactly uh, like him. Uh, Andre. Uh, what's up? So what are these guys here? What are they doing? Like a failed. They're all going to be an X MMA and Julian Lane. Let me bang bro. Uh, he's doing it. He's going to be in there too. Uh, let me. It's just like a I love it. Uh, Let me bang, bro. Yeah, you know That's... him, right? He's a guy that was a crying on the ultimate fighter, going, "Let me bang, bro," because they wouldn't let him fight. And then he, uh, the other guy's like, "I'll let you bang." Um, and then Keith, she Lee, bang, he bang. <laughs> okay, sorry, <laughs> so sorry. Oh yeah, it's Will Brooks versus Lewis Pena. That's a good fight. Uh, Bill Will Eric, Brooks, he's good. Yeah, Eric Gooden versus Impa. Uh, Keith Lee, who's Kevin Lee's brother. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Somebody's fighting an empanada. No, Impa. Impa. Kazan oh. is going to take out a folded uh, uh, tort. Yeah, so that's XMMA. That's a singular tortilla. Yeah. A I got to go a take it down. Anyway, Greg, Greg, what do you have coming up? I've been holding it in uh, 20 minutes. This weekend, I'm going to be in Vegas. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. I'm doing the Dirty 1230 with Kabir and then... Um, I'll probably, I may do the LA, some sets in the LA Comedy Club. Check my Instagram uh, at Greg Romero Wilson for whatever those shows are. And then also, if you want to learn stand-up, go to comedyinstitute.teachable.com. I've got a streaming course you can take there. Nice. You hear that, Sean? And Sean, what, <laughs> Sean, what do you have? Uh, what do I got coming up? Uh, I'm probably going to be like, I guess, uh, trying to get a fight at XMMA if I don't sell some more dogs here. So it sounds like I can go ahead and get on that card against, uh, you know, violent whoever. Um, but, uh, no, I got nothing coming up like always. Trying to refinance my house for two months. You, remember, you got to train on your terror technique. A lot of, you know, right. a lot of, yeah. <laughs> you got to practice jumping out from behind corners and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> this week I will be at the riot in Houston, Texas. The Riot Comedy Club. In Houston, Texas. <laughs> There's a lot of places you can go to a riot nowadays. <laughs> yeah. You guys are great. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.